Well, good morning, everyone. I'm glad you have joined us this morning for a message that I hope will inspire you and motivate you. Um, I'd like to say Happy New Year. It's the first time I've been able to speak to everyone, and I want to just say Happy New Year to you all. I know it is already the, uh, the 17th of January. It seems like the year has just been moving along real quick, and you may have already kind of put everything away. Well, hopefully you have put, hopefully you've put everything away from Christmas time, and we're moving on into the new year. Um, so I just want to bless you and uh, uh, bless you into this coming year, and uh, hopefully this motivates you, this message, uh, to make some changes or to continue to grow. Um, I want to just say a couple things about uh, Pastor David's word continue. I want to encourage you first to also to go back uh, the last couple of weeks. Pastor David has um, given us a couple amazing messages, and I want to I want to encourage you to, to go back if you haven't already, or if you did listen to them, listen to them a second time, and uh, and just let let the the word continue, uh, just sink into your spirit. the The word continue. I, the reason I want to just launch off the word continue is because I'm going to be uh, sharing from Galatians chapter 5. And this, this is what Galatians chapter 5 says. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm. Firm and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. The word continue not just mean, doesn't just mean keep moving forward. Sometimes it just means to persevere where you're at. Again, 2020 was an incredibly different type of year than we've experienced. And some people, some people may have just felt like they were treading ground, maybe losing ground. And I want to encourage you in this word continue I want you to stand firm, persevere. The, in Galatians, it, it talks about that if you persevere, those you will reap what you sow if you do not faint. So I want to encourage you. Look at the message that Pastor David pre preached on and gave us on the word continue. It was two weeks ago. To continue means to go on with, to continue going. It means to exist over a long period of time. Don't, don't fade. Don't faint. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. I want to encourage you to continue, to remain in the same state. Amazing book of Galatians. Stay free. Continue in freedom. To go on after an interruption. I think that's pretty applicable in the sense of the different shutdowns and the different slowdowns and the different interruptions in life over this past year. Let's get going back to where we were. Freedom, grace, an incredible um, series we did. Grace, faith. After an interruption where we can't get together, I want to encourage you when things open back up again and we can gather again, I want to encourage you to come and on a Sunday morning and get back to, 
to, the connections, the life. I was um, intrigued by Hebrews. It says, forsake not the gathering together. And the word together means being joined to somebody. A Sunday morning isn't necessarily about only coming to worship and coming to hear a message. It's about connecting lives together growing together, being members one of another. And so when the shutdowns continue, uh, finish, I want to encourage you, go back to where you were after, when the interruption occurred. Get back to connecting to people's lives and grow together. It's a vital aspect in our lives. To, to carry on and to persist. Continue means to persist. Sometimes, again, it's about standing fast in the liberty that Christ gave to us. Uh, sometimes it's, mean, it's meaning forward and growing. And I want to talk a little, I want to go from standing fast, I want to talk a little bit about how do we grow? How do we move on? How do we continue from where we are and move forward, taking a step forward? So I want to talk about um, my, my passage um, today is from Galatians, and, and I, I, for sake of time, I don't want to read the whole passage. I want to talk about a couple little things in this passage Galatians chapter 5, 1 all the way down through 16. Verse 16 says, But walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. As we've been um, working our way through the book of Galatians, Paul has set out two very distinct pathways, very clear. We were saved by grace. And we were saved into freedom. And then there was a group of, of people that were trying to take those people who were saved by grace and, and saved into freedom. And they were trying to get them into the law, the works of our flesh, being saved by our works, what we could do. And what was happening is instead of, of continuing in freedom, Moving into the works of the flesh and salvation by our own works was taking people back into bondage. And there's, so there's two very clear pathways that Paul set out. And it's either walk in how you started, and that's why he said stand fast. Continue walking in that freedom, or if you, if you dilute that truth, if you mix that truth with the works of the flesh, you actually walk into in bondage, in slavery. Again, referring back to Pastor David from last week, his very first point was you were born into freedom. I remember the first message Pastor David said, um, uh, gave us on Galatians is you are free. That was his very first statement. And then last week, his very first statement from Galatians chapter 4 is, you were born into freedom. And listen to what he said that meant. You were born supernaturally. It's not the work of the flesh, but it's a supernatural birth. And if you were born supernaturally, then that's how you carry on your life, supernaturally. What does that mean? A connection to the Spirit. And I'm, I'm going to talk, de delve into that. You were 
born by grace, not the works that any, by any works that you have done, but by grace alone you were born. Therefore, continue by grace. How do we continue by grace? Connection to the Holy Spirit. You were born by promise. David, Pastor David's message was about the, the, the son of promise, the son of the flesh. And we are of the seed. We are the seed line that was born of the promise. So how do you continue? Walk in God's promises. You walk by the promises of God, not the works of your own hands, not the works of the flesh, by the, but the words of promise. Dig into the word of promise. You were born, and this, this when I, I, was, I was actually sitting up in the, in the loft at the church here last week, and, and I want you to really grab a hold of this statement from last week. We take on the nature Listen to this. You take on the nature of the one by which you were born. Now, that is a powerful scripture. A lot of people say, how do I get be led by the Spirit? How do I ma manage this life in the Spirit? Well, you were born of the Spirit. And so you naturally have an inclination and you have a divine connection to the spirit why because you were born of the spirit and you take on the nature in in second peter verse chapter one and verse four he peter says because of the great promises and because of god's grace we literally become partakers of his divine nature you take on the nature of the one by whom you were born. That's why Jesus, talking to the Pharisees, said, you guys are vipers. You are hypocrites. You are liars. Why? Because you were the, your father was a liar from the beginning. And they took on the nature of the one who was their father. Well, we as Christians, being born again, we take on the nature of the one by whom we were born. An incredibly powerful statement. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. When we were born of the Spirit, we became the temple. We house the presence, the Spirit of God within us. We were born of the Spirit, and we have the Spirit living and dwelling within us. Is that place a welcoming place? That's a powerful statement, and that, that was a question my wife, Pastor Brenda, asked me as we were just kind of talking. I had so much stuff in my head, and we just began talking, and, and Pastor Brenda asked me this question, do we make ourselves a welcoming place for the Holy Spirit? We were born of the Spirit. We're the temple, this, this, this tent called our body, this tent called our body houses. It's a temporary housing for the Spirit of God, and he connects with our spirit. And the question is, are we making ourselves a welcoming environment for the Holy Spirit?
Again, we're born of the seed of God. We will naturally, if given time and a little bit of effort, we will naturally incline. Our spirit will connect with God's spirit as we give him a time and a place and an environment and welcome him into our lives. What happens with a seed if you don't care for it, nurture it? It'll just lay dormant. A seed doesn't um, actually die. Um, it'll, it'll just stay dormant. Um, I, I remember um, back in high school, a, a gentleman came um, and gave us a devotional, and, and he would plant lawns. He would, he would bulldoze areas, and then he would throw seed down. And he said, that, that seed can lie on that ground for months in a dry weather, but as soon as the rain came, the seed would sprout because the seed does not die. The seed will lay dormant. But once, when, when it's activated by the water of the word, the water of the spirit, and when, once that activates it, it begins to grow. And when it begins to grow, it then needs nurturing. Are you providing a nurturing environment for the spirit to activate and work on the seed that's within you? It's actually much more natural than we think. If you're sitting there um, driving the car and you're listening uh, to the news or the weather or the traffic or something, and, and you sense an urging in, in, inside or a thought goes through your head or an audible voice from God, that would be an amazing thing. It's never happened to me. But uh, I, I, I quite often, something, just a thought will go through my head. You know what, just shut the radio off and, and pray. Or uh, let's turn it to a, a, a channel that maybe has some worship music on. Or We sometimes wonder, oh, is that God talking to me? Was that the Holy Spirit? Here, here's a little clue. If, if the thought, the voice, the urging is something that literally is life-giving, which the Word of God is a prayer, worship, we, we sometimes question these things that are, are actually quite natural to us. A thought to pray more, a thought to shut off the TV and, hey, just read, read a, a, a Christian book or read your Bible. That's an amazing idea. Usually... That's, that's the, the voice of the Holy Spirit encouraging us to walk in the Spirit. Listen to the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. It's actually much more natural. Why? Because we have been born of the seed of God. We've been born of the Spirit. And the supernatural lifestyle, the Spirit-led lifestyle, is actually natural for us. You take on the nature of the one that you were born. You were born of the Spirit. How do we cultivate that? I want to spend the last half talking about ways that we can cultivate. One of my, one of my I can't say favorite because there's too many favorites. 
this. But when I go for a walk in the morning, one of the passages of Scripture I love to just speak over my life, think about is, he, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. As I was talking to Pastor Brenda, it's like, how many of us literally will take time to allow the Holy Spirit to come and minister to us with his thoughts, with his ways, with his desires? The first, the first step in cultivating a relationship with the Holy Spirit is to allow him to literally speak to us. Um, unless you're listening on a TV program to a preacher speaking, uh, it's quite often watching TV is hard to hear the holy <laughs> voice of the Holy Spirit, unless you're listening to Pastor David online. But, amen. <laughs> if you don't give yourself that time for the Holy Spirit to come and visit you, you won't be able to cultivate that relationship. And you will not see its effect through your life. You have to allow cultivation of, of that relationship. I want to read a couple. Here, here's some thoughts on the word cultivate. Cultivate means to prepare land for the raising of a crop. How many of you prepare your heart to receive from the Holy Spirit? I'll, I'll, I mean, I, I'm going to tell you what works for me because it works different for various people. To sit quietly. I want to encourage you as we, can, as we begin this year, as we move forward and as we continue to grow, I'll set some time aside to sit quietly. Well, if I sit quietly, all these thoughts go through my head that are just negative. It's about my day. It's about my busy schedule. It's about my money problems. It's about my relationship problems. It's about all these problems. Start by sitting quietly. Then start thinking about a passage of Scripture or turn on some worship music. What happens? Because what you do then is you activate your mind towards God. If we just sit quietly, we can end up being overwhelmed by the problems of life because Satan comes along and he tries, to, he attacks our minds, he attacks our thoughts, and he fills our, our thoughts with all the negativity. Take some time, sit quietly, and then activate your mind. You activate your mind towards God. I, for me, I love, well, it's kind of been the winter season. I, I kind of shut things down in the winter in the sense of going for my walks, not, not my quiet times. 
But uh, I, I start my quiet time by going over a couple very familiar passages of Scripture that I've memorized. And as I activate my mind in those Scripture verses, or Pastor Brenda and I will sit and we'll, we'll uh, turn on the TV, but we'll put it on the YouTube and then on the YouTube. <laughs> and and uh, we'll put on some worship music. And, and we watch the video because that helps us engage and gives us a, a worship time. And, and uh, we'll, we can just listen for a half an hour just listening and, and singing along. But what we do is, is we've sat there quietly and then we activate our mind, our spirit towards God. Whether that's through the worship music or going over some familiar passages of scripture in our in our own mind. And listen, it was we set our minds on things above. It's very intentional. Usually the things that happen by mistake aren't, <laughs> aren't positive in your life. Things that you just kind of let happen to you quite often are not the positive things. You need to set the stage. You need to cultivate. You need to prepare the land. In biblical terms, Matthew 13 is we prepare the soil of our heart for the seed of the word. What are you doing to cultivate? What are you doing to invite what are you doing to make your heart, your soil, a welcoming place for the Spirit? Because it, Galatians says, but I say, this is verse 16, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. If you are intentional, and I'm repeating some of these words over and over because they are critical words. If you are intentional about preparing your heart, your mind, your spirit, as you are to prepare soil for a seed, if you cultivate, prepare, and allow and invite the Holy Spirit into your thinking, into your thought process, it, connect with your spirit, if you allow that to happen, you will hear the Holy Spirit. You will hear God's voice, whether audible, whether through a picture in your mind, whether through words, a thought. You will, I guarantee, you will hear God's voice. But what are you doing to invite that? What are you doing to create an environment for that? I want to encourage you, sit down, quiet time. Even, even invite your kids to just sit quietly. Then put on, either read a passage of Scripture to them, to yourself. Go over a familiar passage of Scripture in your own mind. Put on some worship music that, that cultivates the presence of the Lord. And pretty soon, you will hear. Pretty soon, you will want it. 
pretty soon you will make more and more time for it. Why? Because it's an incredibly satisfying experience. Here's the importance of, there's a couple different directions, but here's the importance. I want to, here's the importance of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the Father and the Son's agency for speaking into our lives. Here's what uh, Corinthians says. It is written, this is chapter 2, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse, I don't have my glasses, sorry, 9, verse 9. It is written, things which the eye has not seen and the ear has not heard and which has not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. Think of the cultivation process. In our busy day, we will not hear. In our busyness of life, we may not see. In the busyness, the craziness, the chaos of life, our heart might not be in tune with all that God has prepared for you and me. But if you cultivate and allow the Holy Spirit, listen to what verse 10 says. For to us, God reveals the thoughts, the visions, reveals and allows to enter in our heart. He reveals them through the Spirit. The Holy Spirit reveals things of God to our lives. It only happens when we cultivate, when we prepare the ground for the crop, when we prepare the soil of our heart to receive the seed of the word. Again, what are you doing to cultivate your heart? Cultivate means to raise or to assist the growth of a crop. (laughs) It doesn't just mean to prepare the soil and hopefully a seed falls in to the right spot and grows. No, to cultivate literally means to assist in the growth. Cultivation is a preparation. It's creating an environment. But cultivation next is listening for the voice of the Spirit. I don't know how many of you, we, we can get into a routine of reading the Scripture. And again, that's an, that is an awesome routine to get into. But how many times have you read taking your five minutes before you dash out the door, you take your five minutes to read, 
And that by the time you get into the car and you're driving to wherever it is you're going, you've forgotten what you've read. Cultivate means to prepare. It means to do the reading, prepare, do the listening, the music, the reading. But then cultivate means now I'm going to assist. <laughs> I'm going to assist the seed in its growth. Assisting the seed is, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? I don't know if you've ever been to a Bible study or you've listened to a sermon and a passage of Scripture we read, and something hits you and something opens up to you, uh, but the preacher or the teacher says something totally different. That is the dynamic of the Word of God. You can read one pa a, a passage of Scripture this year, and it means something, and then God can highlight something totally different next year or next week or next month. Can reveal something totally different in a passage to the pastor, to a teacher, as all whatever sparks and hits you it right in the face. That is the dynamics of the Word of God. It's living. It's dynamic. It's sharp like a sword. And you, you can hear worship, be involved in worship. You can read your, your, the Word. But what is the Spirit saying to you? I've said it from this pulpit. I've said it teaching Sometimes it's better for you to memorize a passage of Scripture and go over it and let it soak in, let it sink in, than to read a full chapter every single day. Memorize something and meditate on it. Think about it. Mull it over in your head. Because it'll stick with you for the whole day. And it, it allows the Holy Spirit to commune with you all day. Sometimes, and I want, I'm going to be really careful with this, sometimes our devotional life can become a routine. And it almost becomes the works of the flesh where I've done my time, I've done my routine, I've done my service, and it doesn't change our life. The Pharisees, they knew the Scripture. They memorized the Scripture. They, they could quote the Scripture. But Jesus said, yeah, you know the Word, but your heart is far from me. And it becomes a work. And all of a sudden, you miss one morning. Oh, I forgot to read my chapter. And we feel condemned. Because it's become a work of our flesh. It becomes a reading. Our brain reads it, but our soul and our spirit does not absorb it. Because we have not cultivated. We've become like this hard piece of ground where the seed hits it. And by the time we get out to the car, we get out of our, this church facility and we hit the gate and we're driving. That seed has not absorbed into the ground and it gets stolen away from us and we forget. 
I don't, how many of you have ever thought on a Monday to rehearse Sunday's sermon? And then you sit there and think, now what did the pastor talk about? <laughs> that is the importance of cultivating. Cultivate. Prepare your heart. Take some moments. It does not have to be in the morning. It can be at lunchtime. It can be in your car while you're drinking your coffee. On the way to work, on the way to school, on the way to visit somebody. In your car, you take those moments. Rehearse. Rehearse a scripture. Rehearse a worship song. Sing. Nobody's listening to you except our Lord, <laughs> except God. And he says, you can make a joyful noise. And you can sing. You can rehearse a passage of scripture. You can pray in the spirit. It can be throughout your day. It can be in the evening before you get to bed. You set your mind on things above. Set your mind. Be intentional about cultivating the spirit in your life. Because if you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Two clear pathways Paul has set out for us. Life of the Spirit, the works of the flesh. Cultivate the Spirit. The very last point, as I, I'm down to my last 30 seconds. Point number one, cultivate, prepare. Take that time of quietness. Second, listen. Take the time once you've worshipped, once you've read, listen to what the Holy Spirit has for you. And third, obey. <laughs> it's one thing to hear the Holy Spirit say, don't get into it with your boss today. It's a totally different thing to obey that voice. It's one thing to hear the Holy Spirit uh, talk to you about not giving in to some certain craving. It's another thing to obey. It's one thing to, to see somebody in the car over getting angry at you and the Holy Spirit is just ministering peace over you and talking about peace to you. It's another thing to Obey and stay peaceful. Keep both hands on the steering wheel. <laughs> Cultivate. Prepare your heart. Take some time. Cultivate. Assist. Listen. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Cultivate. Obey. Obey. Obey what the Spirit is saying. Obey what the Spirit. If you do that, here, I want to read one last phrase. Here, here's what the Holy Spirit speaking into your life does for you. It expands your capacity to see life through God's perspective. That is powerful. Instead of getting lost in the chaos and the mundaneness of life, you will begin to see life 
through the eyes of God. You'll see life through the mind of God. You'll see life through the heart and the compassion of God. And you'll be walking in the Spirit because you have cultivated, you have cultivated the Holy Spirit into your life. Amen. I hope, I hope that motivates you in some de- to some degree to start giving time to the Holy Spirit in some part of your day. Amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. God bless you. Have an awesome afternoon or whatever day of the week you're listening. Have an awesome day. God bless you.